welcome to the Hobby Tassel podcast. I'm Gemma. And I'm Candice. This is the podcast for creatives run by two fellow business owners who discuss the ups and downs of creative entrepreneurship. From dealing with imposter syndrome to celebrating new business milestones, we're here to talk about all of them with you. Hi everyone, welcome to the Hobby to Hustle podcast. I am Candice, I'm with my co-host today, Gemma, and today we're going to be talking a little bit about how to get Christmas ready, because it is a big topic, and as a business owner, it might seem a little bit early for some, but right now is actually a really good time, if not like the best time to get everything started, because something that I actually want to mention right away is I already had my manufacturer, right now it's September 14th. And I already had my manufacturer message me about getting things ordered before the end of this month or else they can guarantee it's not going to arrive by Christmas. And so that was something that I was like, ooh, that's actually, uh, that's not very long. That's not very long. I don't, I have two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's me, who's a business geek. He was like, let me plan out Christmas in August. <laughs> That was me, yeah. Well, I like planning, but we'll talk about that in another episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I honestly didn't think about, like last year, I think I made a mistake of thinking about Christmas a little bit too late. For example, I didn't really have my holiday cards ready until like late November or so, but I didn't think people already started shopping for Christmas and like getting things ready for Christmas. I also forgot about the fact that mid-autumn festival just happened. And so that's why there were all these like delays in a lot of things. We were, Gemma and I were talking about how like different countries have different holidays, which can intervene when it comes to your planning. That's why Gemma and I talked about a good time to start is like late September to early October. Mm. Because you can always plan without promoting yet. Because obviously if you're promoting Christmas in September, people (laughs) will probably get annoyed um, because they're not ready to think about Christmas yet. But you as a business owner can plan months ahead of time if you want to. Yeah, you don't have to release anything. Just at least get the bone structure of how you want to run this holiday is good because... I actually went to Costco yesterday and I already saw Christmas lights ready for sale. And I was like, wow. That, yeah. The, like they have a the whole Christmas, Christmas section. were out in um, my supermarket. And I was, I was kind of tempted to buy a mince pie <laughs> 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 because I've been craving the mince pie and I've seen them. I'm like, no, Joanna, <laughs> not until December. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think. I don't know if last year it was this early either, but I think it's because last year we were still heavy pandemic, not season, that's not the right word, heavy pandemic situation, I guess. Like COVID was still really big. Yeah. I think we may have been in a lockdown then. Yeah. Yeah, I think you guys were. So this year, now that things have like kind of died down a little bit with COVID, it's been much more like in your face kind of with uh Christmas stuff. Cause I know a lot of people, they go like, oh, Christmas starts when big companies like Starbucks has their red cups out. Like I, I, because I worked at Starbucks before, I feel like 
that's when it really hit me. It wasn't even the fact that like Starbucks chose to play Christmas music, which I hate, by the way. But I don't remember when exactly. I think it's around November that they start putting out the Christmas cups. However, I don't know if they still do this, but you actually get the Christmas cups like in October already. Like they're already sent out. Yeah, you're just not allowed to, you know, take them out. Um, but that's when I was like, oh, okay. So, I mean, if Starbucks is already thinking about it, doing it in uh, October, I think we also need to start getting ready as well, especially because most small businesses are one person. Yeah. And you have to think they didn't think about it in October. They thought about it probably a couple of months before then to get the stock out to these places. So obviously we're not massive corporations (laughs) sending cups to like a million stores, but yeah, we can definitely think about it in plenty of time. You also mentioned how December is half the time as well. So like it really yeah. blows by. Yeah, that caught me off guard last year. Um, well, I made a, a couple of mistakes last year with Christmas. The first is that I started planning it in August. <laughs> I think that was a bit keen because actually, you know, as a business, you quite often change your mind on what you want to do. And then... I I launched a course named Calligraphy by Christmas, which went really well. But in my mind, I thought, oh, by Christmas, that means it needs to be completed before December, which meant the course started the beginning of November, which meant marketing it in October. I don't know how I made sales in honesty looking back because I was pushing Christmas in October. Um, I'm surprised people didn't get fed up with me. But And then... Yeah, so much of my focus was on running that. And then by the time, like, I'd kind of wrap up, I thought, oh, December, I could think about December now. And then I realized it was only two weeks and I couldn't do anything because it's really not that long to plan if you leave it towards late November. Yeah, I think it's similar to when you get summer ready. Um, You, like, if you have a summer sale you start promoting it early spring. So I think it's fine because yours was a course, right? It wasn't something that people had to do in like one or two days because that I understand. But you would still need to promote it at least early November. I would say unless if you are already a small business that has a massive following and you're super confident that it's going to sell out, then I understand like with bare minimum promotion, then I understand if you're a small business that, you know, promoted something two weeks before the event. But for people who have a smaller following and who may need to spend a little bit more time, then they're going to want that extra time to promote. At least they get people thinking about it. Because one of the benefits to uh, starting early is embedding that idea into their mind already. Um is something that is really, really important um, in terms of marketing. Because I remember back when I worked at the bank, if I noticed that a client had to do something, like if there was something that wasn't urgent, but also I shouldn't ignore, for example, if someone's savings plan, but right now we're talking about something completely different, I would talk about, hey, by the way, I think next time we should talk about this savings plan that you have and it wasn't like a I'm trying to gun for my sales kind of thing but it was like this is something that we need to discuss and we've never discussed before 
So let me mention it now. And then the next time you come in, which is a couple weeks or even a month from now, I'll mention it again if we're not talking about it again. And then like it will take a couple of visits and then we'll talk about it. But at least it's not sprung up randomly going like, oh, wait, what? You know what I mean? Can't You can't just kind of go like, oh, last call on my Christmas event early December when you haven't really talked about it because then people are just going to be like, whoa, wait, 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 did I yeah. just miss something here? Yeah. yeah. And although some people will will get annoyed by early Christmas posts, some people like it. Like the, it's getting darker here in the UK already. It feels very autumnal. And I actually went Christmas browsing <laughs> very, very early, but I went Christmas browsing the weekend just gone because some people get excited by it and like to think about it really early. I think as long as you're not spamming like your Instagram feed with everything Christmas related in October, you're probably fine. I think right now a lot of people are posting more about fall because it is September. And in between fall and Halloween, people are posting more wintry stuff. But right after Halloween is when I start seeing a lot of Christmas promotions and stuff like that. That's usually when I see things. And in order for you to be able to switch that mode really quick, uh, because that's just one weekend. When's Halloween? October 31st. Yeah, I think and it's Monday so, this year. Oh, is it? Oh, it is Monday. Yeah, so like right after that, it would be November 1st. And then the first weekend of November, you're already seeing people post some stuff about Christmas. And you have like basically less than four days. If you were really going to be on that schedule, then you have less than four days to like switch up your artwork. Some people go as far as changing their Etsy banner to be like more Christmas themed, changing their website to be more Christmas. That takes a lot of work. And that's not just sitting there going like, oh, I'm just going to quickly switch things. Should we jump into what to do then and start with the marketing? Because I think that's something that a lot of business owners forget to prepare. Yeah. Do you agree? I've definitely forgotten to prepare marketing stuff. Uh, yeah, I've most time I focus on just drawing the stuff and designing what needs to be put out. But then by the time I'm done, it's already like late November and I'm like, oh, I forgot to talk about that fact that I was even working on these things. Yeah. So when you reach kind of this November period, you're going to probably be quite busy anyway because your orders are going to increase. You might have... um bespoke commissions come in and you're going to physically be probably at your busiest unless you're maybe in the wedding industry I'm thinking calligraphers here so you don't want to then think oh I haven't done marketing and then it becomes very stressful so I think yeah that's the key reason you want to plan in advance but I I I think Candace made a very good point about like Etsy banners and you know, it's not just posting to Instagram that you need to think about. Something that I like to do is prepare my email campaigns in at like a month in advance. And that gives me a I clear idea that. of what I'm actually promoting. See, I'm helping you, Candice. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. I <laughs> it, This is one reason why I like to, I haven't been as good at it recently, but I ideally like to sit down once a month and plan out the month's emails and get them all written. because. 
it feels more consistent then and you know exactly what you're promoting and you can kind of almost like sprinkle in promotions in your email campaigns as well. Yeah, definitely. Because preparing your designs is going to take, on average, one or two hours. Like for for retail things, preparing your designs is going to take one or two hours to do. And then you have your other platforms like Pinterest. If you want to switch up the look, that's going to take you another couple of hours. And then your Etsy banner, that's going to take another couple hours. Any other platform that you have to fully change everything and you're on your own while trying to manage your day-to-day things, it's going to take you a full two weeks and like to prepare before you, you know click a button and switch everything. So that's something that a lot of people don't really think about is the, there's the actual time it takes. Because right now, yesterday, I tried switching up my... I still haven't done it. I planned, did not follow through with changing my store banner, physical store banner at the local mall. I still haven't done it because I was just looking at the task and I'm like, this is such a daunting task. It's, it's, I know it's going to take me minimum four hours to do and then I need to get it printed on a banner. I was supposed to get that done September 1st. It is September 14th and I still haven't even designed the things yet. So at this point, I'm kind of like, do I even bother? So that's why it's so important for you to narrow down on the time and actually like follow through with it. Because I, I only thought about it in my head, but I didn't actually plan it. Back when I did calligraphy, this was like the, the high season time for people to promote their winter discount for summer weddings. Because I remember when I was booking my wedding, like stuff, I, I took a peek at my wedding stuff in June of the previous year of my, hold on, my brain's not working. In 2018, I took a look at wedding stuff in the winter of 2018 and they're like, 2019 is fully booked, just letting you know. And I was like, wow, really? Because I wanted to take an early look because my plan was to get married in 2020 already. And they were, yeah, 2019 is fully booked. The only time you get can get married now in 2019 is April or May. Anything after that is fully booked. And so I was thinking, those are wet months. Like, that's probably why I don't want that. And in 2019, I went in June and they were like, okay, then we can start booking the summer of 2020. But that was like the peak price compared to if I book if I booked in 2018 for 20 summer of 2020 that would have been much cheaper but I didn't think I needed to do it that way like as a as a cust like as a bride I didn't think I need to book that much in advance and I didn't think winter or summer prices mattered are you on about the venue or the calligrapher calligrapher like everything oh in my mind yeah. I thought you were on about venues you'd switch to venues but Oh, venues are about the same, but like calligrapher, the decor people, um, all these small businesses, they ramped up their promotions in the winter for the summer so well that like if you really didn't purchase from them at that time, oh my God, the price difference was like a 30% increase, which was, which is a lot because it's a bigger ticket, you know, service. Yeah, that's a good point I hadn't considered really. If it's an off-peak season, yeah, you could maybe run winter sales rather than Christmas sales. 
I marked it that way. But you would need to, they would do that like all month long. So I think you need to like, on top of creating your designs and marketing, I think you also need to like, remember how long you want to run whatever winter or Christmas sale that you are running. Cause like you said, December is half the time. So by like, I feel like by the time it reaches like what, December 20th, you probably want to go on your break. Cause you, you know, you're human. You should go on a break. <laughs> and also another point I wanted to make was, like I said earlier, my manufacturer has already told me things need to be ordered now or else they're not going to come in December. Even if you order now, because they sent out that message, you're also competing against a lot of other small businesses that are also going like, oh, shoot, I need to order things now. And then it becomes a first come, first serve type of situation. If you don't have your designs ready and you're just designing in now and ordering next week, there's probably already 20 orders before yours because they can't guarantee anything. I, <laughs> the thing I got caught out by last year was boxes. Like you, you would think, oh, boxes, be really straightforward to order. But they were really limited, I think, because of the increase in small businesses over the last couple of years. But because I couldn't get the box sizes I want, I had to go bigger. And that, well, if you don't get the right box size, it's going to cause issues. So even if you can get things, they may not be ideal if you're not prepared. Um, And I actually ended up spending a lot more money on my course materials because I had this big box that then looked empty. (laughs) So I was like, oh, I need to fill it. But that was coming out of my own pocket, really. It wasn't something I'd budgeted for. That is true. That is true. Yeah, because all the materials are starting to run out because everyone's ordering in advance. And so that's uh, one example is I have like this box that's for mystery washi tapes for the mall. And I was just thinking, thank God I ordered 500 of them like a few weeks ago because now they don't have any more like I just checked they don't have any more so I know I'm not going to have enough or if I didn't order 500 of those boxes a few weeks ago I would not have had enough for December if I ordered just 100 because I was like oh maybe I should just order 100 because I don't know how well it's going to go and then now looking back I'm like oh maybe I should order more I can't (laughs) (laughs) and it's only September yeah i thought about this because last year i had quite a hard time getting red and green brush pens it's quite niche but obviously a lot of people were probably ordering those colors because it was christmas um and i remember ordering a brush pen and it was like 15 pounds so i thought it was like a box of 10 because the rest were box of 10 and then it was a single brush pen like you're charging me five times the price because clearly there was a demand for brush pans. Yeah, so it's quite hard to come by them. So I've ordered all of my supplies for like my Christmas stuff already and thought more in advance because I thought in the worst case scenario, I don't use them. I can keep them for next year. I mean, obviously I would like to use them all this year, but yeah, you can always store things for future use. It's better to be over prepared than under prepared, definitely. That is, for sh- that is 100% true if you're kind of lost at like what you need to do don't panic think the, the best thing that you can do 
No, as we're talking about this, my mind's like kind of racing already going like, what did I forget? Yeah, I'm like, have I got everything? (laughs) Yeah. The best thing that you can do for yourself is first write out the list of events if you're going to any event. Like if you're a calligrapher, if you have craft markets that are coming up, if you have like big events that are coming up, then write those down first and then write down what you need for those events and then check it off from there. Then you have to think about Christmas and go like, okay, what do I really need for Christmas? What did I want to and plan? Realistically, remember, you have to be realistic. You can't just go like, I'm going to launch 50 things for Christmas when I only regularly launch five things. That's not realistic. You're going to run yourself down. You literally only have a couple months to prepare all of this. So write everything down and then slowly check off your boxes by, you know, seeing if you have what you need. And if you don't, do your best to order everything in like right now. If money is a concern, then take a look at what are things that you not are confident, but what are things that you can do without or what are things that you can do if you like change sizes of something. So for example, if you know that boxes, if you know the box that you need is a very, very common box size, you don't have the funds to buy it right now. Try to come up with a plan B of alternate sizes that you can work with if a box is not your priority. So you just definitely want to like, what are the things that are really going to set you off? Basically get those done first and then work backwards from there. Cause for me, boxes aren't too big of an issue. Like it might go like, Oh, that's going to bother me. But if I don't have sticker paper, I'm done. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so definitely do that. Cause that's basically your inventory preparation, which needs a lot of time. And yeah, I think kind of jumping on the inventory prep stuff as well. It's not just about having the physical products in, it's making sure these things are listed on your website, on your Etsy. And actually, if you know what you're doing and perhaps it may be a repeat design, you could probably list those things ahead of time or if you know the description you can create it and just not publish it just so that it just saves you time when you start to get busier yeah i'm reusing some of my christmas no not reusing some i'm using reusing my christmas cards mainly because last year i sold them literally two weeks before christmas and it's already too late so i feel like the world really didn't get to see them because i took it down right after christmas if you're at least most people do. Yes, if you're organized. <laughs> yeah, if you're <laughs> if you're organized. So make sure if you want people to see it, make sure it's up there long enough for people to think about it first. And if they're the type that just like looks at it and then considers getting it, then yeah. Don't forget you need to have enough inventory and or you need to have enough time for in case of a surge of sales. Because right now for me, due to my physical capacity my orders I actually make everything to order I don't really have things that are just like sitting there ready to be packaged I if someone orders like five cards I will go to my computer print five cards and make those cards from scratch because that's just like the best way for me to save space the only thing I can't do that with is pins and washi tapes because I don't have like you know a machine the size of my apartment but if you usually like early December you get like one or two orders a day or so usually and then all of a sudden you get five to six you you 
then you should consider while you're making those orders for the first one, like first big one that you see that is not normal, make some extras. Because I remember it wasn't for Christmas, but it was for Mother's Day. I didn't expect my card to sell. Usually one card of month, like one design I sell in one month, I can sell about maybe 15 to 20 of them. Not a lot per card, right? Per design, sorry. But for my Mother's Day one, that particular design sold 56. I remember feeling halfway through going like, I'm so sad right now because I don't have anything prepared. Be prepared for those types of surges. For calligraphers then, what are things that they need to consider? If you're workshops. Yeah. So I I normally plan my workshops a few months ahead of time anyway, just because it gives plenty of time for people who come across my website to book on. But for workshops, you probably actually want to run them in November rather than December. Because workshops are popular on the weekends and December people are often really busy. They're either Christmas shopping, they're seeing family, they're doing all sorts of different things. So like late November is a good time for workshops in my experience. If, yeah, if you're in the teaching niche, you might be invited to do things like corporate workshops as well, uh, like for Christmas parties. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some other niches. Like so wed- the wedding calligraphy niche is a bit quieter. I think for wedding there is at least for my local area there has been a time where they send out this email to vendors and the vendors are basically told okay right now we're going to have our winter market for brides and grooms to come look for their summer wedding of that but these are like what they called it a last minute planning that's what they called that event. It's funny how I'm still in their email listing. Pretty sure I am subscribed because I don't do that anymore, but that's fine. <laughs> it's good for me to know. <laughs> yeah. But they called it last minute planning in November for their wedding of in, of the summer of next year, which is something that like I think people need to think about is also your marketing. Like if you're going to do marketing for like regular Christmas things, because don't forget there are big events that are happening in November and December and they all happen so quickly you might miss something so when you market it during September October of like wintry things might want to think about changing the not the pace but like the urgency because you also need to tell people your shipping and your shippings and your policies for your stuff if you order things now in September or October your stuff will probably get here in December. But if you order like late November, it's probably guaranteed not going to arrive. Um, So you need to have like what you would do at a restaurant going like, okay, last order is at 1130, blah, blah, blah. So when you're marketing your stuff, make sure you also go like, okay, last chance to get your stuff before Christmas. Mm. And there's always that person that orders on 24th of December at 11.59pm and then sends an angry message like you ruined Christmas yeah yeah my (laughs) children were crying (laughs) they didn't Um, receive their stickers Candice it's you yeah we're laughing now because (laughs) we we've we both have experienced that but during that time because of the pressure that you're already feeling from working to your bone 
for the last couple of months, you're you're gonna cry <laughs> and you're gonna think it's your fault. Oh. Um, even though if you've already sent out, that's how I felt. I remember. Yeah. Someone purchased something for me in December, and I even messaged them, going like, "It's not gonna get there in time because like you're not only competing with like other small businesses and their orders that are going through mail." But, like, you're also competing against, like, the big people. In Canada, it would be, like, Best Buy. Or if you order something from, like, another country. Everyone is shipping gifts right now to get to them on time. So it's not just your small businesses that are... Small businesses don't get a priority. You get the same level of priority, if not even lower priority. Unless if you paid for, like, guaranteed shipping. Which, at the moment, Canada Post doesn't even allow. Like I, I checked on their site just recently, and they're like, "We don't, we no longer allow guaranteed shipping." Did you know that? Wait, hold on. Yeah, guaranteed shipping is, is in it may not make it to the destination. Is in it a time, time frame, frame or just? It's a time. Oh, thing. in the time frame. Okay, I thought, <laughs> I thought you meant. Oh, like, sorry. No, they said <laughs> it may or may not show up. Like we don't care oh. anymore. <laughs> yeah, it it does show up, but. Before Canada Post had this thing called a guaranteed two-day shipping, if you buy the guaranteed two-day shipping, they said it's not guaranteed it'll arrive in two days, but you still need to pay that price. <laughs> See, I do love Royal Mail in the UK. They're really reliable. Um, yeah, anytime you tell me about, is it Can- Canada Post or Canadian Post? Mm-hmm. Canada Post. Yeah, they sound like a nightmare. <laughs> I... I've always wondered why it's such a nightmare. Like, they yeah. are reliable, but they, there's an asterisk behind that sentence. Yeah. It's just they're short-staffed. They're very short-staffed. Yeah. And so, one thing to note, I forgot to mention, something that you also need to consider when you order your materials for Christmas, also consider how long it's going to take to get to you. Yeah. Because if you cannot move to step two before the materials get to you then you might want to get that stuff over now like for example um Mm -hmm. card makers right if you need to order paper and you need to start working on them in november but you don't order them until like late october they're not going to get to you in november they're probably going to get to you mid-november and then you can't start making your cards so everything gets backed up so give yourself some time if the if the Shipping states it's going to get to you in two weeks. Add another week because you're going to need to do that. For me, how I plan Christmas, I like to basically plan as if everything is against me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the only way for you to be like super prepared, you know? Like if I think something's not going to get to me when it says it's going to get to me in a week, I'll be like, it's going to take two weeks. Yeah. And then it won't get to the customer in a week. So I'm going to say it's going to add another week. I think that's better setting that expectation. Yeah. Of, okay, it's not going to, like, this whole project of mine is not going to be really complete from head to tail. It's not going to complete in four weeks. But in reality, if it takes, like, three weeks, I'll be much happier than going, like, I think it should complete in three weeks. And then it doesn't until four weeks. And then I'm, like, crying. Yeah, it just it just eases stress if you give yourself some wiggle room. I've tried to give myself wiggle room this year by ordering stuff early. Yeah, because you and I both struggled last year with that. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. Just one more thing before we move on to 
different events you need to think about over the winter period. So you mentioned shouting out and letting customers know about last cutoff date, but also make sure your policies on your website are very, very clear. And so if you're email marketing, have it written in there. Try reference it as often as possible, basically, not only to prompt customers to buy, but so if you do get that angry customer, you could say, well, actually, <laughs> that policy was mentioned here, 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 and here. And then you've just protected yourself a bit further. Yeah, you definitely want a paper trail of your policies. Because if you put it only in your policy tab, I can guarantee you no one's going to click into that. So what I do, what Etsy allows, I don't know if people know about this, but in your Etsy, you can actually click on all your listings. So you go into your listings tab and then you check off every single listing and then you go edit and then you can type in edit, the changing your edit by adding something, replacing something. There's many options. You can also Google on how to do this, but so once you go into your edit, you can actually add something to all of your listings in the description. So what I am oh. going to be doing this year, yeah, what I'm going to, because I have like over 200 listings, I'm not going to sit there and edit every single one and then miss one and have someone order that one thing. That's going to drive me absolutely insane. So what I do is I'm going to go into my Etsy, go into my listings and then edit every single listing via the mass edit box and add an extra policy. You can go one step ahead. And if you already have your, cause I have my shipping estimation times, they're all the same. Etsy does this thing where it can look for those exact words and replace it with another set of words. So what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna change the, I'm gonna increase the shipping time as well, just because, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so you Makes can do that. Too. For your own website, I highly, highly recommend you putting up uh, those announcement bars that that people sometimes don't look at, but if it's animated, they kind of glance over it because yeah. it moved. Like yeah. the banner at the top, is that what Yeah, you're yeah. I don't yeah. look at it until something moves because my eye just like... <laughs> <laughs> so those okay. are things that you definitely want to do. So moving on to events in this season, obviously you have Christmas, we've talked about that a lot. But you also have a holiday. Sorry, I was really caught off guard because I don't think we really use the word holiday in the same way in the UK. Because you've put holiday craft markets. Whilst we would have referred to that as Christmas craft, Christmas craft markets, yeah. Wait, so how do you... Wait, so what does holiday mean to you? Well, it still means... Maybe I'm just being weird. <laughs> like holiday means vacation for in the UK. We've, I think we would normally say break. I think I, I'm getting us onto a tangent, but yeah, I just got caught off by the wording there. But basically you have markets around the Christmas time to sell your goods. Um, so you also need to think about those because they are a limited time event during the season which you probably need to apply for really in advance, I would imagine. Am I right in saying that, Candice? Because I've not attended a Christmas. Yes. So even last month, I checked um, one of our most popular craft market hosts. They have already fully booked for their Christmas. Last month. Wow. 
Last month. Yeah. Last August. month in August, like <laughs> early August, it was fully booked. Wow. If you want to go to those big craft markets, um, I think the one that I checked was called Got Craft, and it's one of the biggest ones here in Vancouver. And so that was fully booked. The ones that were virtual were not booked. You probably don't want to do a virtual one anyways. I, I have nothing against it, so I've never tried it, so therefore I can't say anything. But I just noticed that it's more open, so maybe people don't prefer it or are unfamiliar with it. But yeah, last month it was fully booked. Last year, I saw the vendor that I usually, like the the venue that I usually go to, it was fully booked in late October. So they don't have any more Christmas ones open anymore because there's only so many places that can have craft markets as well. So like multiple hosts will try to book the same place. So not only do you have to think about the location, but you also have to think about the dates. If you think, if you went like, oh, it's okay if that one fully books because I'll just go to another one. You have to think, if you're going to think go to another one, what other days are there available? In early November, you have about what, like, or sorry, late November, you have about seven weekends. So seven dates for you to have the thing. That means you have to have seven different venues that are open which is highly unlikely because there's also company like corporate places that like to have events for their, you know, employees and stuff like that. Applying to those craft markets and getting in is one thing. And if you do get in, do not underestimate the amount of people that love to go craft marketing. I'm the type of person where if I'm driving by and go like, Ooh, what's that? Why are there so many people? I will literally just pull over, like obviously parking and, and go visit. Like it's, it's, it's so hyped. It's, it's so funny because obviously you're the introvert of the two of us. But I get so socially awkward when I visit craft markets because I feel guilty for not supporting every business I see. So like I avoid making eye contact and it sounds really bad. But I just feel like aw- awkward if I accidentally make eye contact with a business, like one of the craft holders. And then I'm like, do I need to go over and have a look even if I'm not interested? What I do is I do go look over at like everyone's stall and I do have a chat with them. I don't always buy something from them. Do I feel guilty? Yeah, kind of. But I don't think it's that bad when you can actually have a yeah. good conversation with them. Going, like, how's your day going? Blah, blah, blah. And see how they feel. But like most of the time during... The Christmas one, they're already so exhausted. Yeah. I didn't, I did kind of a Christmas one last year. It was like a late November one. I was so exhausted. Anyone who tried to have a conversation with me, it it felt like I was the brick wall. Yeah. That they would just talk and I'd be like, hello. <laughs> can I make, can I make one quick point on craft markets before we move on? If you're hosting a craft market, I know it's really tiring. I have, I have done one before for an old business of mine. Do not go on your phone, please. <laughs> it it doesn't look professional. It doesn't make customers want to go over to you. You are wasting money by being on your phone. And I think people just will think negatively of you. I'm not saying you can't ever have a break if it's completely quiet. But there's been several craft markets that I've walked past and people are just looking on their phone. Like they're not even glancing up when customers approach the stand. And yeah, like, I what? agree with that. <laughs> I agree with that. Um, I've been to more than a handful of craft markets and I have, like as a vendor, I have noticed and a lot of people notice. Yeah. You get 
a smaller number of sales if you're sitting down on your phone not even looking at people than if you were to greet every single person that walked by mostly because it's well I mean you're it's hard to pay attention to you when you're not paying attention to the people and so I would say if you're here to have a if you are wanting the day to be over honestly the best thing to do is to actually just talk to either vendors around you or the customers because the more you look at your phone it's kind of like watching paint dry yeah (laughs) um and you're not going to have a good time if you're not having a good time it's very evident on your face as well yeah yeah like don't force yourself to do craft markets just because everyone else is doing it it's not for everyone they are very tiring very tiring. They are very, very tiring, yes. And that, But they're also very expensive to prepare for because it's not just the inventory you need to consider. It's things like banners and the custom tablecloths. And you have to invest to actually have a place at these markets. So, yeah, think carefully, I think, before you go for a market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Because in order for you to make the best of everything you have to give your 150 percent on these things because you're not just selling your stuff you're also selling your brand so you want to give that 100 you paid a lot to be there so you should try to make the best of it so that's enough about craft markets the next thing can i (laughs) i was just like oh i have one more point i said i only have one point now i have another point um take email addresses it's yes. such a wasted opportunity. I wouldn't have thought about it, but now I love email. <laughs> yeah, definitely take emails. You may think, what, taking emails when I'm selling stuff? But yeah, like you can run a giveaway and that's a great way to encourage people to sign up to your mailing list. And say if you do, you know, a market store in November, you can then email these people with all of your kind of offerings over the Christmas period and in the future. Yeah, even if you don't want to actively ask people for emails, just have a clipboard with, not, don't just have a clipboard and a piece of paper. At least like make it look nice. Yeah. Like a nice little section for people to write it down if they wanted to. For example, some people didn't buy my stuff, but they took my card and then followed me on Instagram. Yeah. If I had my email listing there, they probably would have signed up for my email listing as well. So that's something you guys might want to uh, consider doing. Yeah. Cool. Right, now now I'll let us move on. (laughs) All right, so the last couple of things that we wanted to mention is Black Friday. Because I think that happens on different... I'm not 100% sure, but... It's it's November time somewhere. (laughs) It is end of, like, it is end of November. So you need to make sure, like, you're preparing for that as well. Don't just think about, like, Christmas and, like, completely forget... Because I completely forgot about it last year on the day of. And I was like, oh shoot so a lot of people in terms of marketing they like to put like a a physical countdown on instagram like their story i've seen them do a countdown until their sale pops up or whatever i think that's what i'm going to do this year as well so make sure you prepare for that if you're going to run like a sale then make sure everything is priced correctly or how you would like to price it if you wanted to have only certain things on sale make sure you don't make the mistake of putting everything on sale by accident uh, because i've done that (laughs) and it's so hard to fix like honestly going to every single listing and if someone buys something at that discount i'm just like oh so i think this year i'm just gonna put everything on sale yeah make sure you have 
everything ready. Another thing is I've noticed that some shops will put their shop on vacation for about a week after Black Friday to catch up on orders. So if that's something that you've noticed that like you need to do, then also consider that time of basically no sales coming in, but you might also want to be promoting your next thing already. Yeah. Yeah, there was a there's a couple of shops that I've noticed would go into vacation mode right after Black Friday. And then their note is like we need to catch up on orders and stuff like that. Change your shipping times as well. Yeah. And jumping on the back of Black Friday, there's something also known I think it's like small business Saturday. So it's for small business owners to promote their stuff. I think it came from the idea that Black Friday is like a very corporate like big business sort of thing where a small business Saturday is a chance for people to support smaller businesses who may offer some sales but it's like in a smaller way don't feel like you need to offer 70% off everything because it's Black Friday you are a lot of the time making stuff handmade like it's still very valuable and you shouldn't knock it down too much yeah I feel like if you knock it down too much and if you're already getting those, sometimes getting those customers of going like, oh, why is your stuff so expensive? And so like, we're, we know you're capable of selling it lower than why don't you? You might run into the risk of that. Also, your your response could be like, well, it's Black Friday. I want to run the sale. Just make sure you don't lose value just because it's a big corporate, you know, sale thing. For example, for me, I don't think I'm going to be running anything more than 20% off of everything, um, personally speaking, uh, because it's it still takes me a lot of effort to make like everything by hand uh, or not by hand, sorry, but like take make everything from home. So I cannot really put everything on a massive sale. Um, if you're capable of doing so and you're comfortable with doing it, then I guess you can, but just make sure you don't you don't have a massive conflict between your Black Friday sale and your Christmas sale. Because if you have one that's like 70% off or like 50% off and then Christmas you only have 15, then people are going to be like, um, yeah. Because for my Christmas sale, I think I'm only going to run the same thing as well or something similar or maybe add like a little gift instead because, you know, Christmas. I, I kind of feel that if you do a Black Friday sale, you shouldn't do a Christmas sale because... From my perspective, a lot of people use Black Friday to prepare for Christmas from a consumer point of view. So you could use the sales point that this is the best price it's going to be before Christmas. What about Boxing Day then? I think Boxing Day is different because say if you have physical products, you then know what's left after Black Friday and after Christmas. You know what products you have left and you can decide what you want to sell and at what discount. I view Boxing Day as kind of getting rid of the leftovers rather than trying to boost sales. That is true. Yeah, because I was thinking like if you already have a sale in November, I wasn't sure. Like if I did run a Christmas sale, it would it would probably on the be on the 26th, not 25th. And I also wouldn't ship it until like January. Early second week of January or something. Yeah. Because don't forget, you also need a vacation. I don't want people who run small business to be like, I'm running a small business. I don't deserve a vacation anymore. Like, that's not that's not right. So I think it's important for people to just also think, 
like I'm going to run Black Friday, take a week off to catch up on work because you're still working. That's not that time that you're taking off is not you going on vacation. That's just you stopping people from buying things so you can catch up or else you're just going to be in this constant hole of dis- despair. <laughs> and so once you run that sale, take a week off if you need to, to catch up on everything. And then now you got your Christmas things going on. So if you have your Christmas things going on, you know, make sure you plan enough that you can take what I like to do is actually take 20 like from the either 23rd or 24th off until like January 3rd or something yeah and I I think we'll talk more about taking time off in an episode it may even have been the episode before this because we're just recording the ones with the both of us oh no it is meant to come after this episode and never mind (laughs) We want to do an episode on burnout because it's something that's impacted us both and I'm sure it will impact you as small business owners as well. So I think that's pretty much everything for Christmas. Basically, to sum up, panic and then order (laughs) everything (laughs) and then sell everything in your boxing day sale because you've ordered too much. (laughs) That's basically it. Uh, But no, if, if we're being... If you want to like a... A summary of what we talked about and what you should do is definitely start your Christmas planning like your holiday planning now and I don't mean your vacation I mean like what you're gonna do during yeah. this season <laughs> so start now and considering your new holiday designs make sure you make a list of the things that you need prioritize the supplies that you need and order those first anything that can be adjusted then you can Put it on the lower end of the priority list. Make sure you prepare your inv- uh, inventory, either if it's like at a store or whatever it may be, supplies and stuff. Change your policies and shipping and make sure you put that everywhere. Literally put it in your listing, put it in your FAQs, on your site, on you could even put it on social media. Yeah. Make sure you do your marketing way in advance and don't always have a stagnant marketing uh plan and what I mean by that is if something is you know needed for promotions and then like later in November you might want to start making your last call marketing plans and posting that don't forget about your holiday craft markets because a lot of people that just creeps up on them even after they applied because they applied months ago prepare for your Black Friday and then consider running sales on the 26th as well but also try to make that automated cool i think that sums it up uh to those listening if this is your first christmas good luck (laughs) um i think (laughs) the first christmas um i mean hopefully this episode has helped you like that's why we're doing it because we've made a lot of mistakes i think in the past but don't be hard on yourself if you make a few mistakes in your first christmas it's all about learning and just improving for the next one So very, very important point here. If you have not left us a review, (laughs) make sure to leave us a review because that would be very appreciated. And yeah, that's it for now. Thank you for listening and we will catch you in two weeks time. Bye everyone. Bye.